things are still moving like crazy on Capitol Hill, even though Congress is supposed to be in recess. Well, some members are back in their districts. Congressman Rodney Davis joining us this afternoon to talk about everything that is continuing to happen on what's supposed to be a two-week break for Congress. Congressman, welcome. Great to have you here. Thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Oh, anytime, Jim. Thanks for having me on again. Well, and I, I really... Hey, Jim, can yes. I do something real quick? You bet. I'd like to give a, a special condolence message to Sherry Barr. That was just tragic to find out what happened to Wes yesterday. And I just wanted to know, you got a lot of folks that really thought the world of Wes uh, and were, uh, were thinking of her greatly and keeping her in our prayers. Congressman, I really appreciate that. It's it's really important. Uh, Sherry's a wonderful person, and uh, the whole community is just, as I'm sure you know, just absolutely shell-shocked by this news. So, uh, so yes, thank you for that. And I, I do hope Sherry knows that if there's anything that any one of us uh, could do to help her in this time, we will absolutely eagerly uh, do so. So thank you for communicating that message absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. Uh, I wanted to uh, to jump in. Uh, your, your statement last week when we uh, got the word that Democrats were gearing up an impeachment inquiry against the president. Uh, you uh, you said at the time, uh, Democrats seem intent on impeaching this president no matter the facts, and again, putting the cart before the horse, suggesting this is done more on, ba- on the basis of ideology than on the, on the president's conduct. Well, since that time, we've seen more information come to light, including the White House release of the transcript of the president's call with Ukraine. We've now actually seen the whistleblower complaint as well. So do you still feel that an impeachment inquiry is not warranted or or in any way justified or justifiable? At this point, absolutely. I, I feel the exact same way. Look, I, I've been one, uh, maybe on your show, but I've said on many others. Uh, I've said since Nancy Pelosi took over the Speaker's gavel, I think there's no way that President Trump avoids impeachment. And when you look at this impeachment inquiry and you look at history, uh, this impeachment inquiry is much different. There was no independent uh, counsel, uh, but we did have a special counsel. He had a report. He issued a report that said no American colluded with Russia to influence the 2016 election. That's a good result. Now we're moving towards an but impeachment can I, can based I, upon can a transcript can I stop you that has never been released before. Uh, Congressman, can I stop you for one second, though, on the Mueller report? But you left out part of the Mueller report. It also outlined a number of instances where the special counsel said these were acts that could rise to the level of obstruction. He was not in a position to make that ruling because he can't bring criminal charges against a president. But he did certainly lay out conduct that he apparently and a lot of others viewed as, as troubling there. So, uh, I mean, uh, it just seems like there there is some background here that certainly suggests that scrutiny of the president is warranted. Now we have this whistleblower complaint, which was ruled to be urgent and credible by the intelligence community's inspector general. I- isn't that a red flag? Well, interesting you bring up the Mueller report. Uh, I don't believe any of the impeachment inquiry uh, justifications refer to anything in the Mueller report. So clearly the Democrats out in Washington have moved on from the Mueller report. Now, when you look at the whistleblower report, President Trump and his administration, they released a, a transcript of the call that was in question based upon the whistleblower complaint that the IG deemed was a credible, was a credible complaint. But that doesn't mean that it can't be refuted by the sheer fact that the transcript of the actual call was put out there. And when you look at the transcript, what I have the luxury of doing in Congress is 
I can get a, a transcript, I can read it, and then I can go take that to the House floor, and I can talk to my colleagues who were former U.S. attorneys, former local prosecutors, and I did that. And I asked them, is there anything in this transcript that you, as a former prosecutor, when you were doing your job, would you have taken this and, and put a criminal case together? And they said, absolutely not. That's why I think the Democrats, they still have not, they have not done an independent counsel on this issue to address this issue. They have not tried to investigate it. They're going to use the Intelligence Committee in the House of Representatives to investigate this issue. And then certainly they're going to try to move forward without even a vote to move on forward on impeachment. Those are the things that have happened in the past when we've had impeachments of a president. And this Democratic majority, Jim, is hell-bent on moving forward without using any precedent of impeachment processes in the past. And that is very frustrating to me because I had my terms in Congress under President Obama. Many Republicans come to me and say they wanted to impeach President Obama for a wide variety of things, including he wasn't born here. I would argue he was born here. He's not He's not deserving of impeachment, and I'm not going to support that. I am nothing but consistent in this matter, regardless of whether or not the president is a Democrat like President Obama or a Republican. Nothing I've seen has risen to the level of impeachment. And if this is going to go on as a partisan, as a partisan operation, then I, I feel bad for the American people because this is not what our forefathers gave us in the Constitution as impeachment to do. Is it appropriate for the president of the United States to ask a foreign government to dig up dirt on a potential political rival? When, when you look at, the, when you look at the, the transcript, Jim. I did. When you look at that transcript and what he's asking for when the, the president of Ukraine talks about the Javelin missile system, what he asked for was an investigation into 2016 election tampering. I thought that's what we were all supposed to have our presidents do and all of our leaders. We want to make sure that never happens but, again. But he specifically mentioned Joe Biden. He specifically uh, mentioned Joe Biden later in the transcript. Several nothing times. To do with the Javelin, nothing to do with the Javelin missiles. What he was talking about was corruption in the Ukraine. And corruption well, he was talking Ukraine, about he talked about prosecutor. He talked about crowd strike. Joe Biden, who is my friend, I, and I, I have a lot of respect for Joe Biden. Joe Biden and I, Joe Biden, let me fly with him to a rally in Champaign, Illinois, on Air Force Two to rally against college sexual assault. And you know what? Joe Biden's the one who went around bragging about firing a special prosecutor. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't the president bring all of these issues to the forefront? In that conversation again. Okay, well, let's take it one at a time, though, Congressman. Let's start with, with the, the first thing that you that he mentioned when he said, "I want you to do us a favor." Though after the president of Ukraine mentioned the javelin missiles, uh, he talked about CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike mm -hmm. has been thoroughly debunked. That that is a right wing talking point. Why is the president bringing that up to the president of Ukraine uh, when when his own former Homeland Security advisor says it's it's nonsense that that's not a real thing? Why is that even becoming a part of the Discussion about the javelin missiles. Oh, because maybe the CrowdStrike uh, debunk theory may be a left-wing talking point. But, but the, the president's end, own Homeland Security advisor said it's been debunked. Well, then why not investigate a debunked? Why not investigate a debunked theory and, and then have it come have it come to fruition but, that that actually didn't happen? But in but the why end have that, Rudy Giuliani that, do that investigation? The, Jim, Jim, read the rest of the paragraph. For anyone who thinks that the president of the United States was trying to hold back missiles based upon his request for an investigation into foreign interference in the 2016 election, which is what a lot of the 35 million taxpayer dollars were spent on doing in the Mueller report. 
he says in the last sentence, whatever he, uh, President Trump says, whatever you can do, in the same sentence you just quoted, the last sentence of that paragraph says, whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. Does that sound like a demand to you? Does that sound like a high crime and misdemeanor and, a, and, and an but why send, offense? But why send Rudy Giuliani over to Ukraine? Rudy Giuliani, how, why, why is that the, the venue the president is choosing to try to pursue dirt against Joe Biden and discredited conspiracy theories? Well, I, 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 don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily believe that the president was trying to discredit Joe Biden. I believe that the president was working with another leader. The president has said repeatedly that he thinks Joe Biden is corrupt. He's saying that without evidence at this point, but he said it repeatedly. But why why would you not think he was trying to discredit Joe Biden? Uh, At at, at some point, at some point, there's got to stop in Washington, D.C., and in the 24-hour news cycle, in this media, a jump for everyone to impeach the president without any evidence, to then call somebody corrupt without any evidence, because what's going to happen, Jim, what's going to happen is if impeachment continues to move forward, we are going to be able to address none of the issues that the American people want us to address in Washington. And that's the sad reality of what impeachment will do in Washington, and it will tear this country apart. Why, why is that, though? Aren't you guys capable of multitasking? Are you going to tell me that you can't work with colleagues on the other side of the aisle on issues, whether it is uh, manufacturing, uh, guns, health care, whatever it might be, just because this is going on in the Intelligence Committee and a couple of other committees? Uh, I, I mean, it's not like a whole lot of this was happening before impeachment began anyway, but why can't Congress still do other things? You, you guys can walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, you know what? I certainly agree that we can, Jim. And that's why I'm the 50th most bipartisan member of Congress out of 435 is ranked by the Luger Institute. But you know what? I I asked the same question just last week. We had former Congressman, former Secretary Ray LaHood in front of my modernization of Congress committee. I was the last guy to ask questions. I showed up a little later than I wanted to. But I got a chance to ask Ray, who, who, as you know, compared to anyone else in this nation, has a better perspective of what impeachment can do. Because remember, Jim, Ray LaHood chaired the last impeachment proceedings we had in the House of Representatives back in the late 90s. And I asked Ray, we've been talking, I said, Ray, we've been talking about things that this, this committee ought to be able to address to make Congress and make Washington work better. He said, you had a job to do uh, when you were the chair of the impeachment you were the chair of the impeachment uh, proceedings in the late 90s. Tell us from your experience, what can we do to still get these things done in the midst of impeachment? And Ray, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was surprised, said, don't do it. You impeachment, avoid it like the plague. It will stop any progress that you want to make here in Washington, D.C. So I went to those who were experienced, just like I go to prosecutors when when talking about possible criminal charges against somebody. I went to somebody who was at the forefront of the last impeachment. So I'm listening to Ray LaHood. Ray's the one who said nothing will get done. I'm still going to try because I think this impeachment inquiry is nothing but a political, uh, is nothing but a political move. But we're going to continue to try to get things done. 
But sometimes things are out of our control, and I think Ray LaHood's the one who outlined that to me. Congressman, I want to circle back. If the president's really serious about rooting out corruption or getting to the bottom of what happened in Ukraine, why is he insisting on meetings with Rudy Giuliani? Why is he not working through the FBI, the CIA, the Justice Department? I mean, he said he was going to on the call, but the Justice Department said he never talked to the attorney general about this issue. Why is he sending his personal attorney to try to ferret out dirt on Joe Biden? Does that not make you at all suspicious or uncomfortable? He mentioned Attorney General Barr numerous times. But he didn't, he didn't actually talk to Attorney General Barr about it, according to the Attorney General. He did Attorney talk to General Rudy Giuliani Barr. and send Giuliani to Ukraine. Doesn't that make you uncomfortable? I, I will tell you, Attorney General Barr is investigating, uh, is, in, is doing an investigation right now with a former U.S. attorney, Mr. Durham, to investigate why and how a FISA warrant process was used to spy on an American citizen. But that's not my question at the moment, Congressman. My question right at the moment is about Rudy Giuliani. Why is Rudy Giuliani being sent by the president to investigate or dig up dirt on Joe Biden? How is that a normal procedure? I think Rudy Giuliani has been has been utilized by the president on a wide variety of issues. It's somebody he trusts. It's somebody that he wants to get information. He wants to be and, able to come back and relay that information. And but you're okay you with that? You have to ask him. Oh, no, but, but, but Congressman, you're, it's your job in Congress to provide oversight. Opportunities but, but, for people that are in the private sector to be able to help out and be able to engage in collecting information and evidence. And why in the world would they not look at somebody like Rudy Giuliani? They're already utilizing the attorney general. The attorney general, I would be more than comfortable to be involved in any investigation because I think he's a very honorable man. Um, you know, Congress has a role here to provide oversight of the president. Uh, the, 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 the president, the secretary of state have both, uh, resisted this. They didn't turn over the initial whistleblower complaint uh, immediately. Uh, Mike Pompeo is, is balking at uh, people testifying there. Do you believe this White House is being, uh, cooperative with Congress's legitimate role of oversight of the executive branch? Name me another time in our nation's history where an administration released a transcript, a transcript of a call between two world leaders. Well, uh, uh, okay, but that's that uncooperative, sir. But that, that's that's one document. I, I mean, we're, it's, we, it's they, they, they have sto- they have stonewalled. But Congressman, they've stonewalled subpoenas. They have re- they have excited executive privilege over Corey Lewandowski for crying out loud. That's that's not cooperation, is it? Well, we're going to see some stonewalling when the investigation on how and why a FISA warrant was offered to spy on an American citizen who happened to be who happened to be a volunteer for another major presidential campaign. And, you know, that's something that I think a lot of folks need to ensure so that every American can be sure that the FISA process is working for them. There should never be a political litmus test on who is on who has a FISA warrant put against them in this country. But, but, the, but, the, FISA, but the, FISA courts, the FISA court signed off on those warrants. The FISA court signed off on it, but there still needs to be an investigation as to why and how that FISA warrant was put forth in the first place, because the Mueller report clearly said that there was nobody that was colluding with Russia to influence the 2016 election. So if that's the case, but, but don't you have to investigate to know that? But Congressman, don't you have to using the FISA warrant process? But don't you have to investigate to know that? Don't you need spy on Americans? How do, how yeah. do you conclude there that there was no evidence of collusion unless you investigate? And how do you investigate without warrants? And how do you know there was not an issue with the DNC in Ukraine? And how do you know 
there was not an issue with the FISA warrant being abused without an investigation. Okay. Do you believe Russia interfered in our election in 2016? Absolutely, Russia interfered, and I believe other countries interfered, and I believe we're doing a great thing in Washington, working in a bipartisan way to make sure that doesn't ever happen again. You look at 2018. We've invested, we've invested millions of dollars in each state to ensure that DHS works with our local officials to stop any foreign interference. And you saw historic turnout in 2018 and zero reports, zero reports, Jim, of any, any Russian or any other foreign interference. We're doing things in a bipartisan way about it now, and that's a great thing. But it does not negate the fact that I've always had troubles with the FISA warrant process to begin with, and I've cast some votes uh, that have upset many that are on the Intelligence Committee in Washington, D.C., because of my concerns. And every single American should be very concerned about how a FISA warrant is issued, because that's the process in place that needs to be taken extremely serious. That process allows our own law enforcement to spy on Americans, and you better reach a certain level to be able to be accused of working with a terrorist, because that's what that process was put in place for. And frankly, that's why it's exactly why I have concerns about the impeachment process. If we're going to impeach a president without a vote in Congress authorizing, a vote in the House of authorizing that impeachment, and we're going to have zero evidence from a, a certified transcript of a call that's in question that is supposedly the reason for this impeachment inquiry, then that is not what the forefathers designed. Congressman, is it appropriate for the president to accuse a congressman of treason or suggest he should be arrested? Uh, no less. I, I, would, I would hope that the rhetoric on all sides uh, tones down. It's not okay for Democrats to accuse the president of treason. And I don't believe it's okay for President Trump we to accuse one of my colleagues of treason either. Uh, and finally, did any of this give you any pause at all, any hesitation about signing up as an honorary co-chair of the president's re-election effort in Illinois? I'm going to support the president's effort, and I'm looking forward to working with him as he campaigns for re-election. Congressman Rodney Davis, uh, much more we can talk about. You've got an event in Springfield tomorrow on manufacturing. We're going to be there, so we'll uh, get more from you on that important issue at that time. But we really appreciate your time today on this very important issue. Thanks so much. Always great to talk to you. Thanks, Jim. You too, buddy.